0: My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the Word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish that they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord. Jesus Christ. Obviously, for Simon, soon to be renamed Peter, this was no ordinary day and no ordinary catch, but let's back up and think about what was ordinary. There was so much that was familiar in this scene for sure. Having an awful catch after working hard at it all night. This wasn't the first time that that had happened. The hours spent at sea, hours in the deepest, darkest hours at night when that happened, when nothing happened, nothing but Failure, nothing to be proud of, nothing to show as any evidence of the time and energy and the effort that was spent. It's not a stretch of the imagination to to understand why there there were feelings like being a complete and utter failure. And experience tells us that when that happens, before too long, the, the brain starts to obsess. First with completely legitimate concerns like How am I going to make ends meet? Or what am I doing wrong? Any reasonable person in this situation wouldn't wonder those things. They're legitimate questions that need some evaluation, particularly in this, this place of vulnerability. But before too long, those vicious cycles of negativity continue to spin and spin, turning inward. Suddenly, it's not so much, what am I doing wrong, but what's wrong with me? Suddenly, the comparison game starts to rear its ugly head, looking at everyone else, all the other fishermen around, some maybe friends, some not, but all of a sudden, they all are viewed with this harshness that had already started to turn within. It starts to distort everything outward as well. Every single one of them is now highly successful. Why are they doing so well? And I'm not. Every single one of them becomes a rival. The bitterness comes after obsessions of dominating, leading to very inaccurate conclusions like everyone else is a winner and I'm a loser. And not just today, not just at the end of this awful day of fishing, but in my life. The weight of all those awful and heavy thoughts are are so heavy that Simon might have intellectually have known it was morning, But the darkness that he was experiencing made it feel as dark as the deepest hours of night. Now, none of this is written explicitly in the text that we just heard, but it's not a mere stretch of the imagination. It's right there in between the lines. And what else is not a stretch of the imagination is that this probably hits closer to home for many of us, no matter what stage of life that we find ourselves in either. As hard as it is is to believe that sometimes that as we go through a list of people that we idealize as being far better than we are, that mother and father are better parents than me, that couple is so much more loving to each other than we are, that athlete, that musician, that classmate is so much better than I am. Even that priest is holier and smarter and more creative than I am. That person looks better, sounds better, is better. All these Conclusions that we've concocted and created in our heads, creating rivalries and and jealousies with people who may or may not even have the slightest inclinations that we have, they too would find these destructive cycles somewhat ordinary and somewhat familiar themselves. And that explains why there's vast numbers of people who describe themselves as feeling isolated and lonely and depressed in our world, in our day and age. Yeah, there's so much that's ordinary and familiar about the scene for Simon because there's so much that's ordinary and familiar about it for all of us, which as much as we want to deny it when that light starts to break into that darkness, because there's something familiar about the darkness that we can get comfortable with. As much as everything stinks, everything stinks, so... There's nothing to do. There's no expectations. I can just sit here and wallow in it. It's hard to break out of that and to choose to want to break out of it. And that's the point of decision that every person has to make, wallowing or not, staying in the darkness or moving towards the light. That's what makes this gospel passage of such monumental importance that in the Gospel of Luke, it's recounted as the first call of all of Jesus' disciples, specifically his apostles. We're focused almost exclusively on Simon Peter, even though his brother Andrew and the two other brothers, James and John, they're there. They're called at this moment too. But it's almost like Luke wants us to focus on Simon Peter, to relate to him, and to put ourselves into that scene. Whatever boats we're traveling in, whoever it is that's in our company, whatever the nets we're casting to whichever seas, each of us is Simon. And deep within, we're very much aware of our brokenness and our sinfulness. And Jesus comes right to us. That's why we're here. He's caught our attention, at least momentarily, to stop fixating inwardly and to look up and to see him and to hear him. And amazingly, he co- asks to come aboard, to come closer. And gently, he invites us to, to put out into deep water and to lower our nets. And that's the moment of decision. That's the, the fork in the road, fork in the water, to put out, to move away from the wallowing thoughts and that shared negativity and depression of the world around us, away from the the broken systems of evaluation where value is determined by this bizarre set of standards that are designed to be impossible ever to achieve and always leave us unhappy and unfulfilled. Just as Jesus invited Simon, he invites us to put out into deep water, away from all that, and to listen to him, and to trust him because when you think about it it wasn't the miracle that made this no ordinary day and no ordinary catch as spectacular and awesome as that was because what was Simon Peter's reaction when that happens depart from me Lord I'm a sinful man If it were just about the miracle and just about his business and his fears and worries about how to survive, Simon would have rejoiced and he would have been relieved. The catch instantly would have erased that whole preceding night and all the other bad nights that had happened before that, the accounting books had been weighed down for Simon and Brothers Fishing Company. But the abundant catch of fish, that miracle is almost like an afterthought. Simon recognizes all those dark thoughts he's been wrestling with and allowing to win. Simon realizes all the time and energy he's wasted, the unfair judgments, the jealousies, the rivalries that he's created, everything he's done to contribute to his brokenness and his being a sinful man. What made this no ordinary day and no ordinary catch Was Simon seeing Jesus for who he truly was? What made this no ordinary day and no ordinary catch was Simon listening to Jesus and trusting Jesus and recognizing Jesus himself wanted to be there. The amazingly good news God himself wanted to enter Simon's boat. Because for Simon as a Jewish man, this was unthinkable. Simon Peter would have remembered what we heard in the first reading today from the prophet Isaiah, but the the call of Isaiah. For the Jews, ever since Genesis and the fall of Adam and Eve and being sent out of the Garden of Eden and the reality of sin separating us from that perfect friendship with God, which is what death itself is all about, the Jewish people were keenly aware of their unworthiness and that inability to ever come near something holy, let alone God. I mean, in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, or Commandments were carried around in that ark, and the people couldn't even touch that. There was elaborate ways and means assigned to people just in order to transport the ark of the covenant. So they were very much aware of the inability to be near God, who is the perfection of holiness. And that's what that first reading is all about. Isaiah, as we heard in that call to this particular service as a prophet, describes the scene of this vision where he sees God and he sees his angels and just the sight of them causes fear and dread. He says, I'm doomed. He doesn't feel worthy to be there, let alone ever to speak God's words to his people. And you know what? He's right. He's not worthy. But what happens? In this vision, the angels at God's direction take basically a coal from the fire at the altar of God's temple and touch Isaiah's lips to cleanse him. God wanted Isaiah to be his prophet, and so God made him worthy. Which brings us back to Simon. What made this no ordinary day, no ordinary catch, was Simon seeing Jesus for who he truly was. What made this no ordinary day and no ordinary catch was Simon listening to Jesus and trusting Jesus and recognizing that Jesus himself wanting to be there. The amazingly good news. God wanted to make Simon Peter. Wanted to make him worthy. God himself wanted to enter the boat. God himself wants to enter your boat. What will break the cycle of brokenness and sinfulness and unworthiness, and rivalries, and comparisons, and depression, and heaviness, that we find ourselves as very familiar and very ordinary. What will be the day that is no ordinary day for us is when, like Simon, we let him enter our boats. We listen to him. We trust him. We surrender ourselves and our sinfulness to him and allow him to make us worthy.